Welcome to another episode of I'm Chris Dom One Podcast, episode 67. How y'all living? I'm living swell. Hope everyone's having a gorgeous, wonderful week. Yes, I missed the week. I skipped the week. A lot of personal stuff happened in my life, and uh, I'll get into it uh, at the end of the podcast. But at the beginning of the podcast, we in this nation have a new leader Uh, we have a new president now he now he won't officially take office until i believe it's january or like the end of december and uh it's joe biden and i like what joe biden said uh when um he, he won the presidency he said he doesn't want to divide the nation he wants the nation to be as one. And he speaks for all people. Uh, black, white, doesn't matter your nationality, doesn't matter your religion, it doesn't matter your beliefs, your uh, your economical status, your financial status, uh, your educational status. It, it, none of that is, is important, all right? What is, what is important is... Galvanizing this country because for the past four years, this country has been divided on a lot of issues, and you have like two sides, okay? And a lot of people want to, you know, label these sides as good and evil, all right? And to me, I I would have to label them two sides that probably not listening to one of not listening to one another um i don't want to be that guy that uh, sits in the middle and point my finger at what this side done wrong or what that side has done right but i think a lot of people during these four years have been misunderstood have been forgotten uh, voices are not being heard uh, and beliefs kind of spinning to to the point of no return and I, I feel like this country has suffered enough as we as American citizens have suffered enough right and it's you know it doesn't matter if you're talking about social the social uh, justice social injustice uh police brutality black lives matter black on black crime education health care uh at one point jobs uh religious beliefs uh, over extending and over abusing being uh, a patriot. I think the definition of being a patriot has been defined and redefined during the course of these four years. And I feel like we're in a nation of overreactions. And if we can just simply just sit down and have a uh, honest debate or honest discussion even though both sides are not going to fully 
gravitate or turn another cheek and finally and you're never going to see the day of the people that were uh, against you saying oh well I see your point I, I think I should reevaluate my position on this subject I, I don't think you, you'll you'll have fragments of people that will that will uh, uh, do that that will have the courage that would be brave enough to do that. But at the end of the day, we're talking about a multitude. We're talking about the majority. And I feel like the majority of people are still going to believe what, whatever beliefs they have inside. All right. And but at the end of the day, I think we should we should have a discussion. We have a town hall meeting and air out our grievances on both sides. And even uh, we shouldn't. And the point of having this is not to make non-believers into believers but to hear both sides of the coin and at the end of the day we can say even though i'm not a hundred percent on what you're saying we simply just have to agree to disagree right and i feel like that skill that talent has been eroded for the past four years nobody says for the past four years i have i have never heard anyone say well, we just have to agree to disagree. It was either everyone always had the position of it's either my way or the highway uh, on both sides, all right? And not to point fingers and not to say one side did it worse than the other side or that side did it better than the other side. Uh, I, I think now is the time that we put all that aside and understand we're all one team and we're all trying to get the common goal. And that is to make this country better. I feel like Bush, Bush, I feel like Trump may had some good intentions earlier when he became president. But I felt like those good intentions uh he sort of left the path of good intentions and more to the path of an aggressive behavior of, you know, it's us against them. And this country has been tested and this country has been battle tested, but this country has been tested on every troubling obstacle that was in the country's way. I, I just mentally, I just uh, mentioned the healthcare situation, uh, you know, race relations, uh, social injustice, police brutality, um, you know, time after time, COVID, time after time, after time, after time, we have been tested and we have been pulled to the furthest extensions of, of of trying to uh make things better but it's hard to unite people when people are not moving towards uh being united when you have people just taking a stand taking a position and they're not budging moving or anything you know it's my way or the highway and i feel like uh, biden is going to galvanize uh this country again because I feel like this country is better when we galvanize when we take pride in our country when we take pride of 
the, the, the citizens in our country, when we respect one another, where we understand one another to the point of even though you might fully understand, you may not be fully in agree uh, in agreement with them. But once again, agree to disagree. I, I feel like that tone, that language has been left out of the dictionary of of Trump. And I feel like and, and a lot of people say, well, just because Biden is is going to be our next president, a lot of these problems are not going to go away in four years. No, nobody's not. Nobody's not saying that. But but what I am saying, and I feel like what other people are saying, it's a start. One man can galvanize a country. I remember I did a video on TikTok and someone commented on my comment section talking about, well, you know, you know. Uh, 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 you know, Biden, it, it, you know, look, if, if you expect things to return to normal or this country to totally heal, you know, Biden can't be the only solution. And then I commented, and I said, no one said Biden was going to be the solution, but Biden can be the person that points us in the right direction. And it's ultimately up to us to make this country better. Not Biden, not the government officials, not the laws and the bills that are currently in the books. It's us. And I think uh, we as a people, uh, we, we're, we're pointing into the right direction. We want new leadership. We want people that uh, that's in the House and the Senate that's going to represent us. That's why you saw a sweeping change of events uh last tuesday you saw countries that were i mean you saw states that were republican strongholds being flipped into democrats not to sit up here and say democrats are the end all and be all that they're better than republicans you know at a point there was a point in time where the republicans were you know speaking for us as african-americans a long long time ago long 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 time ago so I, even though Biden isn't the ultimate solution he's part of the solution and then the rest ultimately is going to have to be with us okay so I'm going to get off my soapbox and the one thing I hate doing when um, I'm talking is talk about religion and politics because you know you know, you're not going to uh, please everybody with your opinions and your thoughts about religion and politics. But I digress. Let's just move on to the next subject. So the NBA has uh, uh, the NBA and the Players Association has agreed on starting the season uh, on a week before Christmas Day. And they're going to have 72 games. And, uh, you know, uh, they're, they're still going to have the draft. They're still going to have free agency. And if everything goes as planned, the NBA will, will be back on their regular scheduling uh, programming, their regular scheduling um, season uh, in October, which it starts at the end of October. So that's ultimately the goal of the league, going back to its regular format. 
going back to the traditional format. Now, a lot of players, I mean, well, there were a few veteran players that was against this move, saying that, you know, and particularly this move, who, who this move is going to hurt the most is the Miami Heat and the LA Lakers because they're going to have the shortest, they're going to have the shortest rest time. They're they're literally just one, the Lakers just won a championship and now they're going to defend it within a, a couple of weeks, right? Uh, so it may, it, you know, it may not be fair to the Heat and to the Lakers, but overall, when you look at this league as a whole, it's ultimately it's going to be fair for everyone starting the games back on this regular schedule programming. So, and the Olympics is around the corner and they don't want to run up against the Olympics. You know, we, we're supposed to be having players that are supposed to be representing us in Olympic basketball. So uh, the clock is ticking. Now with this new scheduling format, like I said, it's 72 games. Okay. 10 less games than what they was uh, hoping for. All right. So is it 10 less games or is it seven or eight less games? And they're going to have more, more and more back to backs, which, um, when you look at the schedule and you and you look at how they're going to be doing things, the same problems and concerns I had last season is the same problems I, and concerns I have uh, th- this upcoming season, but on a larger scale. When they announced the uh, scheduling for the bubble format, finishing the regular season, the playoffs, and the NBA Finals, uh, I was on record saying that this is really going to hurt veteran or older teams because they're not going to have enough time to recover. Now, the difference is they were in a bubble. They didn't have to do a lot of traveling. They didn't have to do a lot of moving. Right. Or, you know, and uh, some of these teams skip practices. A lot of veteran teams did this format. Now, with this new format, they're expecting the players to travel to stadium to stadium. And the same concerns I had with the bubble format has multiplied by 20 on this new format. And if they're going to be doing traveling, moving from state to state, uh, you know, playing in back to back to backs, I think that's going to ultimately hurt veteran teams. So you may have veteran teams somehow some way get a lot younger all right uh not too much younger but a lot younger all right and uh try to get younger pieces younger players to uh adapt to because younger players can adapt to the rigors of having a back-to-back-to-back traveling they uh a younger player can recover faster than a veteran player you're going to have load management to a lot of these veteran uh these a lot of these players like lebron james Kawhi Leonard, okay and they're also going to also implement that same load management to other veteran um players all right so that's a lot of these teams are going to have to balance it out having a roster that's balanced that has veteran uh veteran uh players 
as well as younger players. All right, because you have to, uh, you 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 have to uh, make your roster to handle the rigors of the regular season. I think a lot the regular season is really going to break a lot of teams. Now, teams such as Brooklyn, the Golden State Warriors, they're going to take full advantage of this. Uh, you know, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant is planning to start this upcoming season. You got the, the same cast of characters at the Golden State Warriors. Plus, they got a high draft pick. Um, you know, so you got the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. They're, uh, they're a young group. You got uh, the Phoenix Suns. You got the Sacramento Kings. Uh, they're a young group. You got the Boston Celtics, the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, they're a young group. Uh, even the Miami Heat, even though they just got into the finals, um, they don't have a lot of older players. So I think they're going to adapt to this new uh, um, this new upcoming season. But mainly younger players are going to flourish uh, in this new season, uh, like the Philadelphia 76ers. And you're going to be noticing a lot of announcers talking about uh, a current change of events with such and such team, with such and such player. They're dominating. It's not the point that this player has been, while they've been out, just getting better at his craft. That's going to be part of it. But I feel like the majority of why this player is flourishing is a simple point that is a simple point that uh, the this upcoming league and it's going to be devastating to older teams, um, but to younger teams, it's going to be like a college format to them. You know, flying from state to state. From arena to arena, I think it's a blessing in disguise for a lot of these younger players. I feel like the Portland Trailblazers are going to benefit from this. So uh, a lot of younger teams are going to really flourish and benefit from this new format. All right. Now, uh, you know, when you talk about LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard, I feel like they're going to take the load management approach. And I feel like other teams are going to take the load management approach. All right. So, uh, you know, that's that's all I got with the uh, NBA news. All right. So the reviews are in about and this is a gaming topic about the Xbox One X and the PlayStation 5. And there are pros and cons on uh, both of these consoles, all right? Um, And you got a flurry of people nitpicking every feature that the PlayStation 5 doesn't have that the Xbox One X, I mean, Xbox Series X has. And you have people... And a lot of people that are reviewing these consoles are constantly saying the same thing about the Xbox Series X, the lack of exclusive titles or newer games, all right? So, I look at consoles very differently than the majority of a lot of people out there. And uh, my thing of it is, there's a reason why consoles 
will never be PC, gaming PCs or gaming laptops. They're never going to be on par with those other devices. And it's because the console is built for someone who who doesn't mind uh, having the best resolution, the best frames, the best graphics, and just want something where it's, it's going to be easy for them to just plug and play versus building something. That's the whole mentality of consoles. Cons- and, and, you know, it just hurts me how people talk about the SSD, when pe- people talk about 12 teraflops, when people talk about all of what goes inside PCs that are now going inside consoles. Everybody's an expert. I remember when everybody was talking about the 12 teraflops, how that's going to that that, you know, ultimately the Xbox Series X is going to be more powerful than the PlayStation 4. And this has been proven time and time and time again. And just because you have a powerful console doesn't mean you have the best console. All right. Um, So uh, people continue to make the same arguments and the same mistakes when they look at these consoles. Now, a lot of these fear-monging uh, concerns, a lot of these things are going to be dre- uh, addressed e- either at the launch week or at some point of time. Space, e- e- external space, uh, a lot of people, look, I understand a lot of people hoard their games. They want to download them once and they don't want to delete them and re-download them again. But to me, uh, I just heard somebody say that they got like 20 games on their PlayStation 4. And to me, I just don't understand why you have so many games. Because you're not playing all those games. You're just not. Uh, You know, in a month's time, you don't even go through half of those games. And I understand the point of just downloading because you, you know, sometime in the future, one of your friends may ask you, hey, you want to hop on to such and such? And you, you know, done deleted it. And you got to tell your friend, hey, I got to re-download it again because I deleted it. My thing of it is, it's such a waste of storage. And to me, as long as you, and you know, when you look at casual gamers, the only games casual gamers really play is Call of Duty, maybe Battlefield, 2K or NBA Live, and Fortnite. And and and, and, and did I say Call of Duty? Call of Duty. Uh, and maybe occasional handful of exclusive titles uh, sprinkled in throughout the whole life cycle of that console. And I understand uh, people want more storage, but do y'all realize how much storage is? And there's a reason why there's limitation on the storage on both consoles, so they can get it closer to that $500 price point. So, like the Xbox Series X, if you want extra storage, it's going to run you like an, an additional $200. $200 for storage. $200 more than uh than the so 500 for the console an extra 200 for the storage. And to me, I can deal with the storage that's already currently in the Xbox Series X. 
I just I just don't see myself eating through all that storage. And the same can be said for the PlayStation 5 equally as well. I just don't understand why everybody got is so galvanized on storage. When it comes to load times, and then they talk about the load times, how the load times is much faster on the Xbox Series X versus the PlayStation 5. And the only way they tested the load time is with older games. However, when you look at the PlayStation 5's uh, load time with newer games for the PlayStation 5, it it's, it's uh, loading up at an alarming rate. Now, I feel like a lot of those older games were made for the current gen consoles that we have today. And yes, Microsoft has been on that boat about, you know, uh, about making sure backwards compatibility, there's no issue with backwards compatibility with their new consoles. And there is a fan base for backwards compatibility. I feel like it's a tr- uh, it's a nice thing to have, but I just don't feel like it's the alpha and the omega of all types when you talk about features. It's something nice to have, but it's something that, you know, I'm not going to miss if if I don't have it. And I understand why people want this uh, to play older games, particularly when we got Game Pass and, and all that good groovy stuff like that. But my intentions when I buy a new console is to play new games. I, you know, I don't go... I don't buy new consoles just to play older games. Now, I'm talking about the majority of my games. Uh, if, if you look at what I um, what I played on the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One X, well, mainly the PlayStation 4, the majority of those games were new games. Now, yeah, in the beginning, I was playing some PlayStation 3 games with my PlayStation 4, but it wasn't that many, and... You know, it wasn't, I had a desire to play these older games, okay? You know, over time, you know, and then then you got your remakes and you got your remasters, but I don't even touch those as well, all right? So, I understand why people want this to happen. It's just, uh, I just think there's a lot of features people are making huge um, excuses on why now to me I don't have an issue with people wanting features in consoles and at the same time I, uh, I you know me as well as others I don't see an issue with people saying well I mean I don't consider it being a huge issue okay uh, someone made the comment of, well, don't you want more for less? Like you got a $500 console and you know, uh, it, it can't stream 4k when you, uh, if you, if you're a streamer, you don't, you want to stream at 4k 60 frames per second. When you look at that argument and you look at the top streamers, they don't even stream at 4k. So why would why would I be concerned about that? Once again, it's good. It's a nice feature to have. 
okay? But it's not something I'm really going to lose sleep on. You understand what I'm saying? You know, it just don't hit that way. Just like when the Blu-ray player, when, uh, you know, oh man, you can play Blu-ray movies in your PlayStation 4 or, excuse me, your PlayStation 3. And I didn't even play Blu-ray movies on either of those consoles. I had a Blu-ray player and I just played it through that. Again, okay to have, but I mean... Also, it's something that I'm not going to lose sleep on, all right? So, yeah, that's all the news I got for uh, gaming topics. And the Series X is coming out, I believe, today. And I think the PlayStation 5 is coming out Thursday. For those out there that's still looking for a console, uh, if you got to have it before the holidays, the only way you're going to be able to get it is online through Best Buy, Walmart, GameStop, um, and uh, I've been on record telling you guys, you're better off just waiting until next year. Hopefully, uh, both Microsoft and Sony will manufacture enough systems. They'll be back on regular schedule or somewhat regular schedule where they can mass produce these consoles at an alarming rate, okay? But, you know, it is what it is, all right? So, what done happened to me? So basically, uh, I was feeling like a lot of pain on my side. And when I went to the emergency, I went to the emergency room two times. And initially, the first time, as well as the second time, I had a feeling what it could have been. I, 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 gallstones, gallbladder. All right. But this pain was unbearable. And I was, you know, it, it was miserable. So. The second time I went to the hospital, uh, I ran through the same test like I did the last time I was at the hospital. But this time they did something different. They, um, and I forgot the machine, what what you call it. They normally do it for, uh, for like pregnant women that pour this jelly on the side. And um, can't think of, uh, anyway, I went under that machine and comes to find out um, it, it was my uh, gallbladder. So they committed me in and I went and I spent the day in the hospital getting prepped up for surgery. As I went to surgery, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking this is to remove the, my gallbladder or the gallstones. When I woke up, come to find out that not only they uh, fixed my the gallstones and the gallbladder, also had a hernia that they had to remove. And so that explains why I was feeling different pain in different parts of my body because I was going through two different things. So for the past uh, Tuesday, this this coming Tuesday will be two weeks. I've been dealing with with these uh, concerns, and the first week it was it was painful. Uh, you know, it was difficult for me to uh you know walk you know because of the pain was so unbearable with the stitches and 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 yada 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 uh but over time i just kept pushing myself to walk moving 
having blood circulation, you know, moving the joints and things of that nature. And eventually, now I still have pain, but it's not as sharp or vicious as it once was a couple of weeks ago. But it's pain that I can tolerate. All right. So that's what's been going on with me. And uh, that's why I didn't upload an episode last week. So uh, that's all I got for today. Hopefully, I will make another episode next week. Really do appreciate the time I'll be having with you guys. Folks, it's your boy, the host with the most. I'm Chris 9-1. Outro, people.